Hey, it's Flynnvar here, Halfling, Bachelor, Salesman Extraordinaire. So, me and the gang finally got to do something normal for once. We were headed to a little office party. Whoop, whoop. There was a bunch of interesting people there, and everyone from work. But of course, life never gets to be normal for us. And of course the boss's dad, Janice and Brefred Senior, falls dead when the lights go out. <sighs> I just know I'm going to get dragged into this, and all I wanted was a good boogie and some snacks. Oh well. everybody and welcome to the terrible adventures of the Janice and Reference Parchment Company. My name is Penny and I'm your DM and my favorite murder mystery is the Axeman of New Orleans. In the, I want to say in the 20s, was a, was a guy who was killing people with their own axes in New Orleans and like wrote to the paper and said he was a demon and that he'd be flying over and that anyone who was playing jazz that night would be like safe from his Oops. yeah like it was honestly like real effed I, I've read books about it I've looked into it it's honestly very very cool he just sounds like a really good uh, appreciator of nice music yeah a potential <laughs> demon who loves jazz yes. <laughs> uh, well I am Liz and I play your favorite dwarf barbarian Karen and you know what? I've always loved Jack the Ripper. Oh. A real classic murderer, possibly the first popular serial murderer. Now, when you say loved... <laughs> <laughs> he was hot. <laughs> oh my God, the way that he dismembered those prostitutes. And like, we don't even know who he is. And we don't even know who he is. Mysterious. <laughs> Tall, dark and handsome. <laughs> I'm Stephanie and I play Frankie. My favorite murder slash murder mystery would be, you know, what happened to Carol Baskin's husband? <laughs> Ooh, yeah. recent, relevant, controversial. Yeah, I heard she killed her husband, whacked him. <laughs> Can't convince me that it didn't happen. What's it like? Cool, hey, cool cats and. Hey, what? all you cool cats and kittens. That's it. <laughs> As she's about to kill her husband. <laughs> Oh, hi, I'm Poppy. I play Ida for the Tiefling. And I guess my favourite murderer is uh, Ed Kemper, the co-ed killer. Um, I found out about him when I watched the, what, first, second episode of Mindhunter. Just so interesting. Him, like, any of those people that get real intense with their killings, mate. I'm on it. <laughs> so when you say on it... <laughs> hey, I'm Nathan, oh, Nate, and I play Flynnvar, the Halfling Bard, um, and I've got to do a shout-out to our, um, our friend Diana. Yeah. Did she... Was she murdered? Was she... Was it, a, was it an accident? I'm pretty sure it was a, a hit, you know. Yeah, it feels like it probably yeah. was. Okay, now just for people that don't quite know Diana, can you go ahead and explain to us who Diana is? Diana? Me good, me good English pal Diana. Princess, Princess Diana, yeah, Princess Diana. Fond mother of old William and, and Harry. Oh, that's right. Back in England, oh. yeah. Well, for the people, was it you? <laughs> what? Oh no, I forgot. She, because I, whenever you see Diana, because she died when she was relatively young, she's this young, beautiful woman, and you're like, how is she the mother of those two? <laughs> well, because they're so old. Those now. two old men. Yeah. <laughs> of course, yeah, the deep thing. The whole. Well, yeah, because I feel like her sons are probably. Old. They must, they must be older than how old she was. Well, I don't know, because like. 
Yeah, it must be. They're like yeah. mid to late 30s. Yeah. Well, this isn't a true crime murder mystery podcast. This is a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Hey, <laughs> How old was Princess Diana when she died? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I said it like I asked it, but I didn't. Um, died 31st. Oh, that doesn't say how old. Let's just carry on. <laughs> we can put it on the tour. I'll tell you what, we will start a true crime murder mystery podcast another time. But for now, we'll just play D&D. Mm-hmm. You all are standing in the Janice and Burford's Parchment Company conference room B. There is a dead body at your feet and Janice and Burford's junior has just shrieked to Karen to take charge of this situation. Karen uh, gasps and reels back from um, Janice and Burford's junior uh, and <coughs> stumbles to her feet. Uh, eyes wide, she looks across the room and she says, Nobody leaves. Nobody leaves. We all stay right here. People are squirming and like a lot of people are like staring at the body and people are like, do we have to stay in, do we have to stay in the room with, with him? Like he, he's bleeding everywhere. Like who could have done this? Uh, uh, Darlene, you know how to organize everything. Get everybody into another room. Make sure they stay there. Uh, I defer, um, Flynnvar, Frankie, you all come with me. Janice and Burford's junior stands up and looks around everybody in the room and says, the only people that I know for sure are innocent are Karen and Idifer because they were with me. <laughs> everybody else here is a suspect and nobody goes home and nobody calls the guards until we find out what happened here. Oh, my poor dad. Oh, his poor dad. Um, and so at your request, Darlene starts filing people out of conference room B into conference room A. Yes. Um, and she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. A few people are like grabbing champagne bottles and <laughs> bringing them with them. And everyone's like, the, the, the mood is somber, but like everyone's sort of half drunk. So it kind of was like a bit of a party. And even the band's like, do we bring our instruments? <laughs> or, but after a few moments you are left with in the room mm -hmm. with Janison Briffords Jr., the body of Janison Briffords Sr. and Bob and Stephen Charity. Bob's helping Stephen up, mm -hmm. helping him stand. He's injured his foot and he's kind of like, oh my god, oh, ow. Oh, okay. Find out who did this. I need, oh, I need to go sit down. Bob, take me to my office. Uh, excuse me. Bob, take him to conference room A, <laughs> says Ida. Stephen Cherry looks at you and you can see that venom in his eyes for a moment, that like nice man kind of slips for a minute and he's like, who do you Take me out of here, Bob. And Bob's like, kind of looks at you, like kind of impressed, like, ooh. <laughs> Tiefling's got some balls. <laughs> Look at him. Kind of looks at you, Karen, and says like, got your back, girl. Course. Tell me what you need. Question anyone you need to. Yes, I, oh, well, uh, wow. Uh, Bob, you, you can see in the dark. Yeah, I'm, I'm a dwarf, I have dark vision. What did you see? 
I wasn't looking. <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, there was, he was lighting a cigar. Uh, and then I turned and I started working with people uh, and trying to get them to sit down. Do you remember and who? Who? What do, do you mean? Do you remember who you were working with? Oh, I was just walking around the crowd. So there was that reporter kid. Yes. Some of the Goliaths were being, uh, you know, it's hard to get them to duck down behind couches. So I was, uh, I was just sort of like trying to, we were trying to do like a surprise and everyone was talking. So I was just sort of like working, I had my back to it. No, it's, it's okay. It's okay. I think it's best if everybody sticks together for now. Take him to conference room A eh, and get him seated. And... All right. Come on, treat. And, uh, <laughs> Stephen's kind of like, oh my gosh, ah, oh. and like breathing heavily is like limping, and now you are just left with the body in Janison Reference Jr. Frankie pretends to pull out a cigar. It's like, I've read a lot of sure home lock books. There's been murder had, and he's still fairly drunk. He's like, you must investigate the body. I'll do that. I was almost a doctor one time. Uh. <laughs> Jason Briffords Jr. looks at you, Frankie, and he's like bawling. He's like crying. Um, and he looks around at all of you and he says, I guess, <sighs> I guess the away team has their first mission. Uh, sorry, it's not f further out of the company. I only wish it could have been under better circumstances. Janderson, would you like to go into the other conference room as well? Hmm? I need a moment. I'm going to be in my office. Okay. Sorry, I'm not doing the voice. Like, <laughs> this is still Janice Briffers Jr. talking, but I'm not doing the voice. <laughs> and he kind of like squeezes his dad's hand and he goes to leave and he turns around and he's like, he's still covered in confetti from like where it fell. <laughs> and he turns around and looks at you, Karen, and says, please, Karen, find out who did this. Of course. And he leaves. Can we see the banner? Yeah. What does it say? The banner says, the big wolf returns to hunt, the founder comes back to work. What? Oh. Did Junior see that? He might have, his attention was uh, fairly occupied, like as soon as the, I mean, he might've seen it, but like as soon as the door opened, he saw the crumpled body on the ground. I imagine that might've had his attention. Probably. He, if, if he saw it, he didn't say anything or react yeah. to it. Guys. This is a mess. Did, did any of you know what the surprise was going to be? Oh, no. I only learned that Janison Bradford Sr. was coming back a week ago. I thought he was still, you know, sailing around the world. I had a pretty interesting conversation on the balcony with him where he was talking about missing this place and he weirdly rubbed the railing about his reminiscing and how overseas was great, but here was, you know, but he didn't really say, I'm coming back and this is my company, kind of thing. We have to figure out like- Who wouldn't want him back? Yeah, who would have had the most to lose if he came back? Well, Maybe who was second in line? Junior, really, but- No. Yeah. I do recall a conversation we've had with a certain other member who was excited to, uh, to possibly uh, take over. Steven Charity? It's too early to name names. We should check the clues. Frankie! I fake <laughs> Frankie. I'm like, are you talking about Steven? Shh. Yes. It is suspicious that he tried to gap it as soon as everyone else was being herded into the uh, other room, though. We, mm. I found that really weird. Really weird. Really weird. Really weird. <laughs> we should, okay, we shouldn't be laughing. 
Yes, seriously. Frankie would like to start checking the body for clues, more importantly, finding the cigar. Ah, uh, yes. Oh, okay. yeah. So you kneel down, you start examining the body. Mm-hmm. You don't find any cigars. Mm-hmm. She said she said she saw a cigar being lit, right? She said she saw a brown light. Yeah, she, I'm pretty sure she said she seen the and cigar. And then she said, put out the cigar. So out on the balcony, he had half smoked a cigar. So let's not really half smoke a cigar and then come back and do another one. That's right. Can I check around so what, what's the body around? for, I don't know, ash or something that would indicate possibly a cigar? Uh, yeah, roll me investigation check. Uh, that is an 18. You don't find any cigarette ash or cigar ash, but what you do find is tiny pieces of burnt paper amongst the confetti. Frankie would like to collect those. Cool, okay, <laughs> take them with you. Yes, I wanted to check where the blood was coming, like what caused the blood. Okay, uh, roll, me a, roll me a medicine check. 14. It's not blood. It's not blood? It's punch. Oh, so the punch. red stain okay. on him is punched. Yeah, it's not blood. Can I check the body for other clues of, of cause of death? Yeah, roll me a medicine check. That is a 16. There are no puncture or stab wounds anywhere on his body that you can find. He's not bleeding in any way, and the cause of death is not immediately apparent. Mm. I, um, Karen would like to have a walk around the room, just kind of looking at things. Um, what things in particular? It's um, a big room full of yeah. party supplies. She's she's just kind of trying to look around where people were standing for the surprise, like behind couches and things. Yeah, roll an investigation check. Okay. That's a seven. Uh, you, you spend some time examining the room. You don't find anything uh, inherently suspicious. Like, it's a bit of a mess because everybody was, one, scrambling to get behind chairs and furniture, but then also, like, kind of panicked a little bit. So there's a lot of mess in the room, but you don't find anything that will lead you to believe. Like, you don't find, for example, like, you know, mysterious footprints or anything <laughs> like that. One more thing. Frankie, you realize that you've been holding the thing that you pulled out of the light switch, and it is a long silver pin with a red bauble on the end, uh, uh, with a gem hanging from it. That's the ladies. I wrote that question down, why did the lights not work? <laughs> so, and you can gather from this, the lights didn't work because somebody jammed something into the switch and stopped it from being, um, like, put back into the on position. Frankly, like, hmm, what is this? That's, can I grab it and smell it? Okay. <laughs> okay, yeah, sure. I grab it from Frankie's hand and I give it a smell and I'm like, that's... Oh, oh my god! Oh. Isn't that... I mean, it's hers. It's that woman. The, the Countess? Yes, and then I put it in my back. Maybe she was sick of him uh, groping in public. The date from Toth. The date. Yes. Political interest. By the way, the country's called Toth. T-O-T-H, oh, not Toth. Toth. Not Toth. She's not Probably. an earthbender. <laughs> well, I mean, we, we don't know. Maybe she We is. don't know that. <laughs> You've only seen her not earthbend, you have. <laughs> <laughs> um, can I respectfully and gen- gently go up? Um, and I'm looking for his flask that I saw him take a shot from. Yeah, okay. Uh, so roll me an investigation check. Sitting? I will say that you didn't actually see him take a shot from that. It was Idafa oh. who saw that. Oh. <laughs> so just in the future, just be mm. aware of what you know and what other characters know. Mm. Um, but I, I'll, I'll say it's fine if you want to go through his pockets and see what he had on him. Okay. Um, you know, he's got a wallet. You do pull out like a really nice looking silver flask and 
He didn't have like lots on him. He's got like a little, you know, pens and paper and, and like a little writing cat that doesn't look like there's anything in there that is of, of notice, but you do manage to take the flask. Okay. The writing kit, does it look like it's been recently used? Like, if, I, if the burned paper's kind of around? It's hard to tell, right? Because it's the kind of thing where you would write a letter and then you would pull the paper off and then you would just put it back in. But no, it doesn't, it doesn't seem like it's been used in the last hour or so, at, at least. It just seems to be something he had in his pocket. Just a little bit of context. Arifa, when he was a little kid, he got, he learned how to do detective things. <laughs> no, what I mean is, he did, like, basically, he's thinking when he sees the pad is, you know, how you can do that thing. The what? You know, when you get the paper and you do the sh 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 and you see what it's written. Oh, I do that when I forget the pin code to my safe. Ah, perfect. Now do it here. <laughs> what? Oh, what? We need some charcoal. Can I use some of that burnt paper? Frankie, you must have a pencil on your person. Yeah, you can just use a pencil, we don't have to use like, a bit use of charcoal. charcoal. Oh, it's okay. fancy. Okay. Oh, no, what pocket are they in? No, it's no, it's oh, let's just... screw driver. Here, I've got oh, a pencil. Okay. <laughs> Darren's got a pencil, thank you. Darren. Do you need an extra piece of paper? Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and she, she'll she reach into her own little writing um, kit and pull out a fresh piece. I love her writing kit. You all work for a paper company. Yeah. You probably wouldn't it's have probably the, It's probably the biannual, like, monthly Christmas gift to us, right? Yeah. <laughs> Monthly Christmas gift? Monthly Christmas gift. Oh, yearly Bi annual monthly Christmas gift. <laughs> Every two years we give you a Christmas gift 12 times. Nice. <laughs> the annual Christmas gift. Okay, so you do the thing. Uh, just just give me a little investigation check. This is a, this is a classic detective move. Can I assist? Yeah, yeah. Um, Karen obviously gave you stuff, so yeah, roll again. Um, 20. Dirty 20 or natural 20? Dirty 20. Dirty. Dirty. So. so you do the thing where you like scribble the pencil over the over the writing kit. It appears to be a scrawled note from Janison Brefford Senior to somebody named Gentle, uh, requesting that he sends a that he you know brings a reporter down uh, to the party to see his big return. Mm. Oh, uh. that must be our reporter's father, Gentle. The reporter. Oh yeah, the guy that was. Fabian. Yeah. Yes, Fabian. Handsome Fabian. I mean, just Fabian. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have been crushing on a lot of people at this party. Yeah, it's been a whole... Have you met Cassie? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Cassie's an administrator for, for the police, right? Would she be able to help us? She's about to take the detective exam. <gasps> okay, okay, we need to get Cassie in. Maybe she can give us some more ideas on what to do next. But okay. we, we have to not tell everyone else what we're doing, like the one at a time. You know when it's kids and you get in trouble and then if you have the same story you collaborate? Yeah, we need it. bring everybody one in one at a time. Yeah. Sounds good. Uh, and I, I don't nips out to go grab kids. Frankie has just been in thought, thinking about uh, this branch, uh, you know, the, the brick parchment. And every parchment company uses more or less the same formula of chemicals, except what makes ours a little bit better is we add a little bit something something. And when it's burnt, it leaves a distinct smell. Ooh. Is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Yeah. I would like to somehow smell, if I can, <laughs> everybody's hands. Oh. Oh. To see if they were holding the burnt paper. Like gunshot residue? Yes. I love this. <laughs> and it takes a, another sip of the punch. She's like, this punch is so fucking good. Uh, actually, actually, Frankie, can, can I just hold on to that punch for a moment? And uh, 
Karen will take a sip of that and go, ooh. <laughs> uh, that's enough punch for tonight. Also, Sweetie. someone died in here. Can we not eat or drink anything else in this room? Please. A good point. Also, <laughs> so when Cassie comes in, I'd like to smell her hands without being weird. Okay. I mean, that's going to be a little bit odd. Leave it to me. Oh. Hey, guys, I, I have Cassie. Oh. Oh, uh, hello, 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 everybody. Uh, there was, this is very bad. Oh, Cassie, I... Frankie just walks right up to her and goes to, like, pretend to, like, kiss her hand, but... <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, aren't you, aren't you very fancy? Roll me a, a perception check. <laughs> fancy. Aren't you very fancy? Aren't you very fancy? That is a 17. Actually, roll with disadvantage because you're a bit drunk. <laughs> That's fair. Also oh. 17. Yeah, you didn't pick up the smell <laughs> that you're looking for. Yes. Nice. Yes, yes. It's like that, you know that smell that ants, you know, like you can smell oh, dead ants? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's like that smell yeah. that you're kind of looking for. It's a very distinct smell, but yeah. you don't, um, you don't pick it up from Cassie and she's like, I don't oh, hand smell it. No. I promise you this wasn't me. Um, what can I, how can I help you? No, Cassie, we don't, we don't think it was you. We, we're asking for your help. Um, Flynnvar said you were going to take a detective exam. Oh, well, I'm about to start studying for the detective's exam. Because <laughs> I'm just a... I haven't... I bought the book, oh. but I haven't opened it yet. Because I've just... I've got this good magazine that I've been reading. Oh. And it's got... It showed me good fashion tips. It like helped me put together this outfit. Well, the outfit looks very good. Oh, but oh. Cassie, remember you've been sitting in a guard room for the last how many years, listening to them all talk about their cases and ask each other jovial questions. You got this, right? Yeah, yeah, I can do this. Yeah. Uh, so they say that most of the time when someone is murdered, it was somebody that they know. Or have history with. Okay. The exception being that if they are a figure of influence, sometimes they are assassinated. Which, I guess it could be either. Oh, yeah. I guess it could be either. I hadn't even thought about assassination. What if it's political? That lady was from another foreign... Uh, the Countess? I can't remember her name because I wasn't listening. She was having a really nice red dress. Okay, so we probably shouldn't be <laughs> racist, but... <laughs> Just because she was from another kingdom, I'm defending her because I think she's hot. We've been having troubles with Toth for years now. Uh, I'll correct you on that. Oh, sorry. There was a war. There was a war. It started around 300 years ago. Mm. Okay. But that's still enough time to have a beef, right? <laughs> well. Like it lasted for around 10 years. Since then, especially with the current emperor, mm. while it's very expensive and very difficult for Ymir citizens to travel to Toth, it is allowed. It's just one of those things that, you know, rich people can do it. <laughs> and poor people, you know, the, the tax to travel is just so high that a lot of the time people just don't bother. Karen will say, well, uh, I mean, I remember my, my father telling me about the war with Toth. Do you think, no, we can't speculate. Okay. We need to establish a timeline. So when I left the room, and when Idafa left the room, or maybe even before that, we need to know what everybody was doing. So, okay, okay, he's got punch on him. Who was by the punch? <clears throat> I'll point at Frankie. <laughs> Frankie, you were by the punch all night? Yes. Who was there? Me. Okay. Lots of people were Lots coming of and people. going. Okay. He was at one stage. Okay. She was the countess. countess. Oh. Uh, 
but literally everybody came at one stage to get punched. <sighs> okay, that doesn't help too much. Where where else was he? Uh... Didn't you say he was outside at one point? Yeah, on the balcony. Yes, yes. Who smoking was... a cigarette. Who was who was me? I did not kill him. Frank, you write your name down. Who came up and took him away though? Someone else came up. Darlene. Darlene. Oh, Darlene. Sorry, yes. I was thinking about Darlene. Okay. 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 So that was right before started the surprise uh i was also told to go get some bins like three bins by who i'm pretty sure senior didn't he i'm pretty sure it was him he embarrassed me but yes <laughs> I, I was asked to go get bins oh, oh, old fella I, he honestly didn't even like explain he was just like go get bins ha 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 sounds like he was already starting to throw his weight around as uh, the company boss again okay uh so he's had a chat to all of us throughout the night seems that way Wonder why? Did we see him talking to anyone else? Well, I. He was you... making his way around the party. He didn't. Oh. He didn't just seek out the four of you. You just bumped into him over the night. <laughs> I just wanted all of you to have an experience with him. Yeah. yeah. I just didn't do the scenes that you guys were there for. <laughs> um. So Flynnvi kind of like gestures at Cassie, and he goes, "Cassie, if we're to find out, like Karen said, where everyone was and what they're doing, how do we? What questions should we ask to them individually to kind of figure well, that out?" Well. I think you should ask them what they saw, mm. what they heard, and if anything suspicious happened. And anyone whose stories don't line up with the others is probably lying. Mm. You know, that's, Brilliant. that's that's very solid. Okay. Oh, I'm so good at this, Cassie. Oh, thank you. I'm, I can't wait to be a detective. I think it's going to be very fun. <laughs> My friend Captain Cherish said I would be a very good detective, and it's going to be... <laughs> I can't believe this man is dead! Oh, Cassie, it's she okay! She starts like fanning herself and she's very He's not dead, Cassie. See, look. And I Do we know he's actually dead? Well, that's the th I'm not 100% convinced that he is. Karen is going to reach into her tote bag and pull out her little face mirror hmm. and uh, hold it up in front of his nose and mouth. Oh, okay. It does not fog up. I mean, we've all he is most well, likely dead. He's not breathing. But there are some things that uh, could be done to make it look like he is dead, but he's really not. Exactly. We've all read uh, Nomeo and Juliet the Goliath. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> uh, well, well, yes, but that... I, I, that was all fantasy. I, I, do you think we should move the body? Keep you it. never move the body. No one should have touched the body from the beginning. Well, I didn't know he was dead. Sorry. <laughs> Amateurs. <laughs> Where's my punch? Where's my... Uh, another thing, there is plenty of places around this office that if it's somebody who, who is here, maybe you should search desks and offices and, you know, garbage cans and notes and stuff you might find some evidence if it's if it's an internal thing you might find that's uh, true you might find some motivation somewhere i'm gonna go to charity's office okay are you taking anybody with you you don't want to come because i'll go nice let's go frankie yes sir okay flinval do you think we should stay behind and start interviewing yes cassie can you help with that i'm technically a suspect so uh. in order for you to maintain your uh, authority. Perhaps it might not be the best idea because I was in the room when the murder happened. Mm, that is Although true. so were you, yes. and so was the skinny boy. We'll we'll do what we can. I think that's the only thing we can do. Mm, true. Okay. Are you going to keep Cassie in the room, or are you going to send her back? I was planning on having her fetch people. Okay. And yeah. kind of like 
keep the room, keep conference room A quiet okay. when, she's, when she goes back with people. Depending who you decide to talk to, Mm. I might do role play with you, mm -hmm. or I might just tell you what they tell you, yeah. depending who you, on who you decide to talk to. I would like to talk to Darlene first. In the meantime, we will go to Stephen Cherry's office. Mm -hmm. um, so you guys go upstairs, yep. and do you walk into Stephen Cherry's office. It's unlocked, and you walk straight in, and you find him sitting behind his desk. He's got his foot up on the desk, what? and he, he's like, oh, Look, there's nowhere to put. Like, I I twisted my ankle. I need to, I need to elevate my foot, and that room is so full. There's nowhere for me to sit down. I'm, I'm sorry. I likely story. <laughs> Gonna play bad cop, bad cop. I bad point cup, to bad Mr. Charity, and I go, Frank, get him. Guys, I'm not, I'm not running away. What are you? <sighs> you know, look, look, Charity. Look, this is my office. I will, I will be happy to talk with you, if you want to have a discussion. We also need to look around for clues. Fuck, okay, fine. Uh, <laughs> go ahead. Investigate away. Why are you even on the detective squad anyway? You were in the room with us. Yeah. You're a suspect. We're brothers. That's right. What, well, that completely makes him innocent. You were the one who made the lights that didn't work. How do we know you're innocent? Well, because we found this pen. And obviously, I have no use for pens. And he looks at it and he's like, well, why are you talking to me? That clearly belongs to that tall, hot lady that, that Refford's senior bought with us. Nobody knows who she is. Why are you talking to me? We'll get there, but we have to talk to everybody. And you had the most to gain by uh, senior's death, didn't you? No. Would he, what on earth would I gain by the old boss dying? I don't know. Maybe uh, somebody would have been too distraught to carry on his uh, you know, job. And I mean, who was going to take over after junior left if he was too distraught. Where were you this whole time? And he's just getting too worked up. <laughs> um, I give him a pen. Okay, okay, Frankie, calm down. Why don't we Damn. let these two go off on their own? <laughs> he kind of like touches his temple for a bit and he's like, okay, questions in order, I suppose. If Brefford decides he wants to stand down, it comes down to a board decision. So I am one person who gets to vote for who becomes the new CEO, but just one person. Uh, what was the next one? Where was I the whole time? Yeah. I was in the room. You, you How close me. were you to Senior? Well, I was close enough to fucking trip over him. <laughs> mm, that's very close. Look. Okay, I was putting up the banner. Smell his hands, Frankie. That's right. I need to smell your hands. Why? Uh, we might have found some evidence uh, that leaves Chemicals a distinct, things. distinct smell. Okay. <sighs> and it's gravely important that I smell your hand, please. Fine, smell my hands. <laughs> Roll me a perception check with disadvantage. That is eight. Okay, is there any way I can help? You can, al you can also get in there and smell his hands as well, but I don't see how any way that you could help him that would help him detect smells. Yeah. You can describe what you smell though. If you just like say the names of smells out loud, it will probably- Flowers, sand, it will and- probably distract him. Should <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just roll the dice? Uh, yeah, you can also get in and snap smells hands as well. And by the way, Liv, when you listen to this, this is the art that I want for this. Uh, is is an annoyed man in a suit holding out his hands while Frankie and Idafa sniff them. <laughs> a nice little tune. Okay, neither of you pick up on that. You don't even, you haven't actually smelled the scent that Frankie's talking about okay, before. No so you, you have no idea. Like you smell it, his hands smell nice. 
Nice. <laughs> nice like, like he just way. put some cream on it to mask the smell. He's like, I fucking moisturize. What do you want from me? God, yeah, your hands are so damn soft. <laughs> so <laughs> <dark>. <laughs> uh, let's tear this office apart to look for clues. Yeah, Check we probably should look around. Check his rubbish bins. <laughs> Charity, and a look in your drawers. Which ones? I mean the ones on your desk. He has his belt halfway undone and he's like, <laughs> No. He just looks at you and he's like, no. Why not? There are personal files in here. There is very sensitive information about our company in here and you are a janitor. Not cooperative. He writes that down. Look, I'm happy to answer any questions that you have, but you're not guards. You can't, you don't have any warrants. You can't bust in here and look through my stuff at your leisure. We've got any guard friends, we? Yeah. Oh, I mean, uh, probably we could bring Cassie. Looks like we've got our hands up and we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> For the benefit of the podcast, can you guys talk at regular volume? Uh, yeah, 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 and just describe yourselves whispering? Yeah, so just whispering, no hands up, like. Totally. And we looking back at him and we're like, oh, this oh, guy. Well, he looks yeah, like a piece of work. Yeah, yes, yeah, so maybe somebody very taller. I honestly have no idea what's going on here. We should probably leave. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. But okay. I, he's still on the list of suspects. Oh, 100%. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Charity, I say, and I point my finger at him, and so does Frankie. <laughs> we're going to leave now, but we will be back. Don't go anywhere. You're both idiots. <laughs> And I do the thing where I get my fingers and I'm pointing in my eyes and As soon eyes. as I can walk, I am going to solve this myself. <laughs> yeah, well, bye. And I walk out. Good luck with that. And I mean that sincerely. I was so worried about how this episode was going to go, but I'm so happy right now. <laughs> this is excellent. It all starts with hand sniffing. Okay, so Karen and Flynnvar, you guys are going to do some interviews. Who yes. are you interviewing? We wanted to interview the reporter first. His name is Fabian. Fabian, Stella. Fabian yeah. Yes. So Cassie brings him in, and he's got his notepad out, and he's like, he's been scribbling in it, and he sits down, and he's like, oh, hey, guys. Uh, so, so I've been taking down notes. Yes. Uh, F Flynn, I was literally right next to you while all of the shenanigans were happening, so I hope you can... Assume that maybe I might be innocent because I was literally right next to you. I would love to help you guys solve this. This is the scoop of a lifetime. Well, uh, maybe see what you've written in your notes there, darling. Uh, yeah, sure, okay. Uh, what do we have? Um, the lights went out. There was, there was like a weird flash of light, but, but, you know, the, the cigar got put out. It was an odd light color though. I've never seen a brown light before. It's strange. And then people were shouting, uh, the dwarf lady, and the the, the the human in the suit were shouting at each other and then other people started getting in. And then the lights wouldn't go on and people started shouting at uh, somebody named uh, Francis or Frankie or something. Yes, uh, yes, Frankie. And then by the time the lights went on, there was a dead body. Okay, and how long did that take? It was about two minutes. Okay. Oh, maybe a little longer. Okay, and you said you were standing next to Flynn. I was next to Flynn the entire time. He had a really good surprise spot next to him. And I'd never done the kind of surprise thing before. <laughs> I wanted to jump out and be part of it. <laughs> so there was this weird brown light and Bob said it was a cigar. So you said you saw the brown light or people saw the brown light. Who were the closest people to uh, Janice and Brickford's senior? There was that half elf woman who like ran to the front and she like almost tackled a bunch of people. Uh, the woman from the factory. Uh, oh, Justine. 
I, I don't know anyone's name, I'm very sorry. She's got kind of big hair. Yes, that's her. Yes. That's her. She was. She basically ran to the front. To okay. She was uh, probably one of the closest ones. Who else? I'm sorry, I really don't know anybody's names. Can you describe them as a reporter? What they look like? There was a tall human with a goatee. Um, and you recognize that to probably be a description of writer. And of course the dwarven woman and the human were kind of walking around shushing everyone. So they were sort of all over the room. <laughs> and, oh, 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 the, the pale lady, the hot lady in the red, the red dress. Uh, oh, the countess. She didn't really want to duck down. I think it's because her dress was quite sheer and she would have flashed everybody. Um, she wasn't really super into the whole like getting down behind the couches thing. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's about it. That's, that's, I didn't really know too much more than that. I was, I was right next to you and we were ducked down behind a chair. So I'm just going off memory. I didn't actually see anything. You were, that's quite helpful. Thank you. Yes, that is quite helpful. So Barb was moving around at Charity. Writer and Chestine were kind of all wiggling around, but then there was also a brown light. Can I also ask, um, you mentioned, well, you're here as a reporter. Who who brought you here as a reporter? And do you know what, what you were told around what would happen in the big surprise? Uh, yeah, so my father is uh, Thomas Gentle. He's a uh, half-elf like me, uh, and he, he owns 50% of Gentle and Chien. He told me to come down here and just cover the party because apparently he kind of like looks down at the body and he says, <laughs> apparently they were old friends. They made their companies together. Oh. I, they just said that there was going to be a surprise and that they wanted me to cover it for the newspaper. Hmm, what a shame. Is there anything else you can tell us about the start of the night before the surprise? Oh, I don't know. Was anybody acting suspiciously? I'm kind of new to this. Well, when I first got here, there was a tiefling and a tabaxi just hanging out around the front of the building. Okay. Do you have many tieflings that work here? Is that kind of strange? Oh, well, it's part of our new efforts to increase uh, race relations. Uh, we do have one tiefling working here, yes. The tabaxi... Yes, I believe that's a new employee. We've just bought one in. I've never seen one with that fur before. They look very strange, don't they? I think it's, I think it looks quite striking. He's, he's a sphinx tabaxi, so he's like, oh, he, he has no, he has no fur. <laughs> mm, that's a lot of folds on a person. <laughs> I think it looks quite striking. Well, he's next door taking a nap right now. Did you see anything that you thought as a reporter was suspicious or, you know? Well. Apart from that, like inside in the party or you've just been in the other room. Did you hear anything around the people chatting amongst themselves? Uh, everyone's fairly quiet. Um, there are a few people whispering. Everyone, nobody's trusting each other next door. Everyone's sitting fairly off by themselves. Nobody wants to say anything incriminating or, or talk to anybody. It's very quiet over there. Mm. Yes, very much so. Okay. Um... Th well, thank you very much for your help. Do you have any more questions for him, Flimbar? Do we... Do we have to sniff his Do we have to investigate Frankie's idea about chemicals? Do we have to smell his hands? I don't know what that smells like. Do you know what it smells like? I don't know anything. I know what ink smells like. I use a lot of ink. I know what the paper smells like. I don't know what the burnt paper. I. Let's I should we bust him? Yeah, okay, so by this point, you guys, have, <laughs> you guys have made it back from Stephen Charity's office, back down the stairs, and over to, over to where this is happening. Oh, here they are. Hello. 
Uh, it's nice to see, see you again. <laughs> this is Idafer. He was uh, with me outside of the room when it all kind of went down. I, I met him on the way in, yes. Yes, yes, our, our, our uh, diversity hire. <laughs> oh my god! Karen! I'm just gonna breeze over there. Um, uh, and you, I was talking to you earlier as well. You're the inventor boy, right? Yes, I am. Now turned detective. I need to smell your hands. Why? Investigatory processes. Investigating purposes. And I found some burnt paper. And the paper makes a certain smell when it's been burnt. And I need to smell your hands. Wait, you found burnt paper. Can I see it? Yes. If you promise to keep what you see to yourself. He, he, he kind of looks around and he says, I've realized I'm a suspect here. But if you guys want, you can give me the clues that you have and I can keep them all nice and safe and organized. And, and you can come back and check with me. Yes, he the information dump? Yeah, he's the like information dump like, character. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, if you guys want to trust him, in which, oh, you can roll insight if you want to see. Yeah, yeah I'm going to roll insight. We all look at the guys Oh, I rolled a net one. So did I. That's just a 10. Four. You got a four? We're all like... I got a six after re-rolling my net. Okay, none of you trust him. <laughs> Frankie, you think that he might be the murderer. I'm gonna just write this down. <laughs> Put him above Steven and suspect number I don't trust him, but I'm gonna use him. Okay, fair enough. Fabian, well? Why don't, why don't all of you tell me whatever you know, and then I'll write it down and you can keep it fairly organized and maybe you each know stuff that the other ones don't. I don't trust you, Fabian. Why should we try? We could get him to wait on the balcony while we interview everyone and then refer back to what we know. And then so he doesn't know what we're talking about. And then we can still use his insight as a reporter. And we can keep him... Segregated. We can keep him secreted away because I don't trust him either. Did you say secreted away? Yes. Yeah, you just said secreted. <laughs> I caught that too, sorry. He's like, look, I can I can hear you. I'm still sitting here. But, but to be fair, I was in the room. I'm a suspect. If you guys don't want to trust me, that's fine. I just won't murder anyone for the rest of the night. And maybe by the time we get to the end, you'll realize you did it. For the rest of the night? So previously you did murder someone? <laughs> and you might continue to after the night? Just like, I will continue not to murder anybody for the rest of the night. Have you ever murdered anybody? No. <laughs> Look, I've read some of your expert days and, and front news page articles, so I've kind of seen your style of journalism. I'm quite keen to utilise your skills, but, you know, like my co-workers have kind of said, we don't really trust you, but... I was sitting right next to you. I know, I've been being honest. But, you know, this is a terrible situation we've got to fix, so I'm going to tell you some shit. He gets out his pen and his paper and he like licks his quill and he like flourishes a little bit and he's like, tell me what you know, bud. Can I tell him about our interaction and how, so what I first knew happened is that I was out on the balcony. Yep. Janison Senior stubbed out his half-smoked cigar yep. and left it on the balcony and then went inside once interrupted by Darlene. Darlene. Yep. And then also that I found the writing kit and the flask in his wallet. I didn't tell my wallet. But that we looked at the body and we haven't found what we thought was bloodstain was actually punch and we haven't found anything that looks like may have killed him. I suspect there's something dodgy about his flask but I don't want to open it in case it's you know maybe it's going to be it could be ingested poison or it could be like just a, a flask that he shared. And okay, you think he might have been poisoned got it? So you were saying all that out loud? Yeah yeah. And also, you guys were here as well, so like yeah. anything that Flynn yeah. knows, now the rest of you know. Yeah. So, as you were talking about the flask, I was like, wait, but Herman, that hot woman, had a 
shot from there. Oh, did they? So the the countess also is that the hot woman you mean? Yeah. Quite yeah, a few. yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and also he popped someone to the. Did I see him spike? You did, yeah. Yeah. He spiked the punch with that. Frankie's been on that all night. <laughs> Okay. He'll be dead by now. Good, okay. So it's not... So Frankie just like... <laughs> so the flask... Okay, cool. There's nothing in the flask. Okay. Well, there might be alcohol in the flask. I think there's definitely alcohol in the flask. <laughs> That's good to know. So, yeah, I thought maybe if someone had spiked his flask when he came in, that could have been like an external thing making our job harder. So I kind of like that it might not be that. Penny here. Thank you for listening, and I wonder if anyone out there has solved the murder yet. Who Spiked the Punch is in full-on investigation mode. First off, a live show announcement. The Terrible Adventures of the Janice and Breffitt's Parchment Company is going to be doing our very own Twitch livestream just after New Year's. All our players, and a few special guests, are going to get together for our one-off adventure, Set and Matt Zemler. Stay tuned, or follow our social media for more details. Music credits. Thanks to SYBS for Apocalypse, DJ for Bird Food and Today's Plan, The Whole Other for Cottonmouth Strut, Dan Hennig for Empire Seasons, Future Mono for Cruzberg Nights and Lands Unknown, and as always, thank you to Regan McKinnon for the show's theme song. You can interact with us at facebook.com slash Podcast, and we also have a Twitter at jbpcpodcast where we post show updates and maybe now some facts about famous murders, maybe Liz, famous murders? We love hearing from fans, so please feel free to leave us a message or tag us. You can listen to the show at janisonbriffords.podbean.com, as well as on Spotify, Apple, Google, and wherever you get your podcasts. Episode 3 of Who Spiked the Punch will be out on Sunday the 6th of December, and maybe we'll start getting to the bottom of this mystery. Once again, to our audience all around the world, thank you so much for listening. Time to get back to the show. bring in anybody else i'm just going to go and have a quick check out on the balcony for something is it the half cigar yes it is the half cigar i was thinking about that too karen would like to go and have a check and see if the cigar is still there roll me an investigation check oh poor show karen that's a four it's still there okay it seems undisturbed what flynn described as true do we have evidence baggies No, I don't think we do have evidence baggies. Plastic isn't really big yet. Check on your mum, Hanky. <laughs> my, my little Hanky. No, 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 I don't want to do that. I'll get ash all over the inside of my of my bag. <laughs> Distressing. Karen's just going to have a look at that and then bugger off back inside and say, okay, well, that seems true enough. The cigars that's still out there. Did he have any other cigars on him when you went through Surely. his pockets? You don't just take one cigar... Which depends how expensive they are, to be fair. Did you say he, he's rich? Or did you, did, did he have a lighter or? Are they... He lit it. He used matches. Oh, he used matches. Are, okay. the, are the matches in his pocket? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you were, found them yeah. when you went through his pocket. Were the cigars also? Like, no. No. So there's no other cigars, just that one. So he might have only had one. What if someone gave him the cigar? Hmm. I don't even know if he had a cigar. I'm pretty sure when we came in with it, he had it and he was like banishing it about. Yeah, he had it. He, yeah. didn't, he waited until he went outside to light yeah. it. Yeah, so he's kind of walking around mingling with it, right? Yeah. Where's the cigar now? Is it still outside? Or did you yeah, yeah, yeah I'll smoke it. But 
when someone said that they saw a cigar being lit inside, and that's with a brown light, that made me think, who stubs out half the cigar and then lights it inside again? So I don't think that weird light was a cigar light. That I think we need to talk to Barb. Mm. Is there anything else that you guys found out while you were at... Well, Stephen Charity's a bit of a dick. Yes. Yeah, we know that. We oh, what, what do you mean Stephen Charity's a bit of a dick? You were meant to go to his office. He's yeah. in his office. Oh, and okay. his hands are remarkably smooth. Oh, you didn't smell his hands. I 100% oh. did. We both did. Yes. And you're not fired? Well, we're just investigating. We're just investigating. It's important. Oh. Did you find any evidence or anything that he said a bit suspicious that we could... Everything he said was suspicious. Yeah, everything he said. Yeah, he just <laughs> kept saying, no, it wasn't me. No, I'll do it. Yeah, yeah. why are you guys so idiot? Oh, and then he yeah, said he was no. going to invest. <laughs> investigate. To be fair, Frankie, I wasn't there in the room. And you were. I was. So yeah, did you look do at it? Frankie and I grab his face like, look at how cute he is. <laughs> and his face is just like all like swished and like <laughs> adorable. Well, did you, Frankie? I can't rule it out. Everyone's <laughs> a suspect at this point that was in the room. I do not recall murdering him. But, you know, uh, Frankie uh, smells his own hands, but then wouldn't they smell? Because he's been handling the burnt paper. Suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> he writes his name on the list of suspects. <laughs> oh my god. How did the lights get back on? We had to pull out this metal thing, which turned out to be a hair thing. Pin. Oh, is that the pin? And I shrink it what? out of my pocket. Mm. Uh, somehow it was jammed. Jammed in there real good. Yeah. Would someone have to have known how the mechanism works to jam it? Or is it just a, if you put something in there, it'll stop it? That's a good point. Yeah. How many people have seen levers like that before? Well, Darlene was with me, but then I was also there doing it, so I would also know. Uh... Well, you, you, made, you made the mechanism, Frankie, so you would know, yes. <laughs> he brings um. himself up higher on the list. <laughs> oh my Karen, god. Karen's going to go to the water cooler in the corner and bring him back some water and say, Frankie, <laughs> drink this. Can you heal away drunk? <laughs> I mean, you can drink coffee, you can drink water. I don't think cure wounds will help with being drunk. Maybe, maybe lesser restoration might help with intoxication. <laughs> Ido has just removed his father is in the other room. Yeah, he is. Is he, uh, yeah, I'm just gonna be like, hey guys, I'm just gonna go check on the old pops. Oh, your dad's here. My dad's here. Good. He's a Good. suspect. Well, technically, yes. I think... Smell his hands. Smell his hands. I think you should send him up to see Jansen Jr. He's all alone in his office. I, I don't think it's good for him to be alone right now. God, I hope there aren't windows in there. Okay, yeah, I'll go get my dad. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so, I never go to the other room. Karen's gonna go with uh, Idafer so she can go and grab Barb. And you are gonna wait here? I'm gonna wait. Frankie wants to wait outside so he can investigate more the cigarette and smell for clues. Give me a quick investigation check. That is a 11. There's definitely a cigar out there. <laughs> Very pungent smelling. Is it a suspect, Frankie? It is now. <laughs> okay, so you guys go into the um, into conference room A, mm -hmm. and everyone starts being like, have, have you found it? Can we go home? Who did it? Who did it? Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, investigations are ongoing. Cassie is here to make sure you're all safe. Hello. <laughs> and we're going to be talking to you one at a time, just so we can 
figure out the timeline and Karen says it with a question mark because she doesn't read a lot of detective novels. Um, everyone starts talking on top of each other trying to like tell you like well you know that this person was doing this and this person was well, doing this and okay, I didn't get that. Okay 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 I want to talk to I want to talk to Barb first. Uh, could you join me in conference room B doll? Uh, yeah absolutely honey. Uh, we already did our we already did our talk. You don't yeah. want to talk to somebody else? No, no, no. I need I need a little bit more about all of the night. I know you were working the room. Well, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm sure I'd, I'd be happy to come. All right. and, and help. Uh, do you want to talk to anybody else? Not at the moment. We'll do that in a minute. And uh, Karen will walk out of the room with Bob. I just quickly scan the room and see my dad. Your dad's talking to Friskin. Yeah, I thought he might be. Dad, dad. Uh, oh, hey, sir. How, are you all right? Are you investigating a murder? I can't believe what kind of stuff you're getting up to around here. I blush and kind of scratch back my head like, oh, <laughs> oh my big boy. <laughs> anyway, dad, uh, first off, glad to see you're getting along with Friskin. He is asleep, he's asleep. <laughs> he said you're a great teacher. Oh, that was nice of him. Uh, anyway, uh, are you... You're friends with Janison, right? Oh, uh, yeah, that's how you got this job, son. <laughs> it's not my own merit? Okay. <laughs> oh, no, you kept it because of your merits, but I got you in the door. Thanks, Dad. Anyway, can you go hang out with him? Because his dad just died. You know what? That's actually very smart. That's very kind of you, son. Uh, I don't know where his office is. I've never, I, I haven't been here for a super long time. I don't usually come into the office. We just meet down at the bowling green. One second. And I quickly run out and ask Karen where. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know where Janison's office is. Yeah, you, you work here. You would know. Okay, sweetheart. You'd clean out his bins. <laughs> I definitely vacuumed in there. <laughs> okay, yeah, and I'll, I'll escort my dad up to the big boy's office. So when you get to the door, you can hear crying on the other side. Oh, bless his Yeah, I think you should probably go in there alone. Bolo knocks, and the crying continues. Mm -hmm. And he's like, do I just go in? What's what's happening? You're his friend, come on. And I open the door <laughs> a little, I'm like. I mean, we're not, we're not like besties or anything. He's just, a, he's a guy that I know from the bowling green. You probably know him just as well as I do by this point. Uh, all right then. I open the door and I go, uh, Mr. Briffitz? He's sitting at his desk. Um, he's torn off the big coat and he's just wearing the like red suit underneath and he's holding a piece of parchment and he's like crying into it. <laughs> I I'm really sorry. Do you need do you need anything? Can we He notices you and he kinda of like wipes his eyes and he's like, Oh, oh hello, IFO. Um I just I don't know. I bought my dad. <laughs> oh, hey there. Hey, Jandy. Uh, Jandy. How are you? How are you doing? It's like, oh, hello, Bolo. Uh, can I can I get you some whiskey? <laughs> <laughs> and your dad's like, oh, you know what? I would love some whiskey. Have you ever met my cat? And <laughs> starts pulling out like a lot of drawings in a little like flip book that he's done. And he's like, I'm gonna tell you all about whiskers. This is gonna be. This is gonna make you feel all better. And Jenison kind of looks at you, Idafa, and gives you like a kind of like appreciative little like, gives, gives you a little nod. Um, and they sit down together. Bolo's doing all the talking, and he's just like, here's one of here's one that I drew of Whiskers like curled up asleep, and here's one I did of Whiskers climbing a tree, and here's one I did of Whiskers catching a bird. And 
And it's just that. It's just all that forever. Your dad's just... Your dad is definitely a huge cat person. <laughs> whiskey and whiskers, baby. Um. <laughs> yeah, and they, they pour some whiskey and they start drinking it. And, oh, and your dad's right. like patting him on the back and stuff. Sweet. I give him a little thumbs up and I head back to help out the gang. I defer. Oh, yeah? This is perfect. Perhaps this will be of some use to you. And he holds out the parchment that he was crying over. Okay. Uh, I, thank you. And I... Walk over and grab it, it's a bit soggy. And... Yes, it's tear stained. A quick look tells you that it is a letter that Janison Brifford Sr. wrote to Janison Brifford Jr. telling him that he was coming. I'll be back in Ymir City in a couple of days. I've got a really hot date to show around the town. There's a picture of the Countess that he's drawn like really crudely. Oh, just um, a huge boob. Yeah. <laughs> It's really bad. Um, it's actually like a picture of her like lying on her front with her legs up. <laughs> and, and, she, like, oh, okay. and it just says like, oh, while I'm in town, I'd love to see you. I'd love to come back to the office. Like um, my probationary period is over. So I think I'm, I can come back now. Yeah, just, just like a lot of like, you know, a little bit of family stuff, a little bit of information about like some of the places that he's traveled to. Um, but just, it's, it's just like a like a long text message from a dad to a son about like, hey, I'll be back in town. I'd love to come and like, you know, see you at the at the company because I'm allowed to come back now. I'm reading it as I'm walking back. I'm wondering, like, wait, probationary period. Maybe Karen will know? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> All right. So Karen has wants to interview Barb. Darling, what can I do for you? Okay. We're trying to establish a timeline of the whole night. So from, from when we all gathered to when the lights went back on. Yes, of course. That may make sense. What, Janderson Senior, he was going around and talking to everybody, wasn't he? He was, he's the life of the party, as always. Life he's always the party was working running on. around talking to everybody. Yes. Uh, oh, his body's still You know still what there. he used to be like at parties. I do, I do know what he used to be like at parties. I do. And... Uh, well, <laughs> I'm kind of glad he uh, didn't get up to that point again. I shouldn't speak ill of the dead. And she um, says, so the, the cigar that you saw him light, yeah. you're certain it was a cigar? Well, no, I, I saw a light. I s smelt a burning, uh, you know, I smelt burning. Okay. And it was coming from over where... Um, he was, and I, I just kind of assumed, to be honest, I was, I was behind him. Oh, okay. He's just, he's just always known for those foul things. So I, you know, I smell burning. Yes. I see a spark of light. Yes. And I assume cigar. Yeah, that's totally right. Well. I probably shouldn't have, I didn't actually see it. I probably shouldn't have said that that's, to you. No, that's okay. That's okay. Uh, Frankie, could you do your... Sniffing thing. We're doing it for everybody. He's got something. He's got something in his head about smells. If you could hold out your hands, Bob. Is it okay if I smell your hands? Um, why? <laughs> for investigative purposes. Okay, but I'll be warning you. But Karen bought that great dwarfish cheese, and I was, <gasps> I was eating it. <laughs> it is pungent. And she sniffs her own hand, and she's like, ooh. <laughs> um, yeah. So roll me. Uh, Roll me a perception check at disadvantage. Perception. Well, that's a 19 and an 8. Oh. Okay. So the 8 is 11. There are some real wax smells coming from her hands. <laughs> there is some really, really pungent 
an odd smells on her hands. <laughs> it's fair, Frankie writes that down. <laughs> Cheese smell. Look, is there anything else that I can I can help you with? I feel like I'm wasting your time. I've already told you what I saw. I'm not sure. I f Could I ask Bob who was standing around Jay Senior? Well, he was mostly by himself. He chased that leggy date of his away. And obviously Stephen was hanging up the banner, so he would have been close by. But everyone was... He was kind of sort of by himself. There were a few people on this couch over here and like kind of points like the closest couch. Um, there were a few people hiding there. Justine from the, from the factory was there, I think. And uh, I think maybe the reporter was there. I don't, I don't remember. And who was close to you? Well, I was walking around all over the place, wasn't I? I ended up kind of like over by where Darlene was. I was sort of, I was trying to organize the room, so I didn't really have anyone with me. I just sort of went everywhere. Okay. And can I clarify what you mean about Chase the Liggy date away? Well, the Countess was with him mm. and he told her to go and join in with the surprise. Oh, okay. Yes, that's right. Frankie wants to ask point blank, Bob, did you kill him? I did not. Can I roll insight? You may. <laughs> Natural one. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> <Really offended. laughs> oh my you god. You have no idea. She might be lying, she might be telling the truth, and you have nothing to go with. <laughs> oh, I have nothing. Bob? Yeah. As someone who is quite keyed into the happenings of uh, the people in this company. Oh, well, thank you, darling. I've always admired how clued in you are into the. the the intricacies of our office life. Well, you know, in accounts, we really do need to have our ears to the ground, you know? know? We need to know where all the money's going, where it's coming from. That's true. So, did you know anything about what the surprise was and or if uh, Brand J Senior was getting uh, going to get a paycheck? So, like, a, you know... Well, he's partial owner of the company, so he does get paid dividends. Uh, he, he and his son have uh, equal shares. Uh, he doesn't get a paycheck like Jonathan Breffitts Jr. does, but he certainly does make money off of all of our work. As for the surprise, he was, you can see from the banner, he was coming back to work. Mm. Did, you, did you know that? I didn't know that. Yes, I knew that. Oh. How did you know that? And do you know who else knew that? Well, Stephen Charity told me. Mm. Okay. I mean, like, it wasn't, it was a surprise, you know? Like, I, they needed my help to set up the party and... I, mean, I can't say that I'm ter I was terribly excited to have him back in the office, mm. you know, since the un unpleasantness three years ago. Yes, yes. Frankie likes to pipe up. What happened three years ago? He got a bit, he got a bit rowdy at a Christmas party and apparently somebody got hurt. Who got hurt? I don't know. Do you mean hurt as in physically hurt or emotionally hurt or, or... She's staring at you and she says, I'm afraid I don't know. Okay. One more question, sorry. For yes, my, of course. Sorry to badge you, you're doing great. Um, we all know kind of on the low key that every now and then there's big board meetings that happen, right? And there was one coming up soon. Uh, next week, I believe, yeah, all the heads yeah. of departments. Do you know what that was about? Just a monthly board meeting. Mm. Uh, I, I assumed it probably would have been seniors first one back. Uh, I'm the head of accounting, so I would have been there. The board members go. Uh, Janison Breffitts as the CEO would have been present. Usually there's a representative of the GGO there. What's the GGO? It's the Great Goliath Union. There we go, yep, so good. <laughs> and... GGO? Wouldn't that be GGU? Oh, you didn't, you guys didn't know? They made up the signage and then they realized they got the 
they realize that they got the acronym wrong. It's we don't like to bring it up. They 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 committed to a font and then they decided that they weren't <laughs> going to change it. So it's the GGO, the Great Goliath Onion. <laughs> and yeah, it's just a, we do them. Well, actually, it's not monthly. It's quarterly. We do them every we do them every three months. Uh, it's essentially just everybody getting on the same page. So if you're part of the board meeting, it'd have the agenda, right? Was there anything special on that? It agenda? hasn't been sent out to me yet. You can, mm. uh, it might be on my desk, maybe. I don't know. Okay. I've been, I, I, to be honest, it's Friday. I haven't been, like, I've been drinking margaritas. I haven't been doing a lot of work. <laughs> I was planning this party that fell apart. Oh, God, who among us? I, I... That's Thank amazing. You. Thank you, Bob. Thank you, Bob. It's been very helpful. Would you mind, um... Karen, is there anything that I can do to help? Would you mind sending in Darlene? Absolutely. I think she might have some... Some, some things to say about Janderson Senior. Okay, uh, mm-hmm. all right, uh, I will, I'll, I'll, I'll send her in. Okay, thank you. Good luck. Um, and Bob leaves, and Please. you're back, you enter as Bob leaves. Hey, uh, Karen. Yes, I yes. got this, and I pass over the letter. Sorry, uh, Mr. Janderson was crying on it, but what is this part about probation? Well, as far as I know, this was all, it all kind of, oh, it's kind of hard to talk about the old Janderson Brefford's Parchment Company. There was a certain culture, you see, around parties and everybody got very wild. Some of them I didn't end up going to. This, this last one was one of them, but what I heard was that Janderson Senior did something to someone and then he had to leave the board made him and uh, that's when Janison Jr. took over and uh, that's why our company culture has been changed quite a bit oh I wish I could tell you more about the about this about the specifics but I I simply wasn't there I was at my I was at my house three years ago I didn't even attend the party. Could, uh, do you think maybe Mrs. Charity was there? Yeah, I, I mean, uh, Mrs. Charity, Darlene, uh, Barb obviously was there. Uh, Ch- Ch- Chestine would have been there, probably. It sounds like we've got some people to talk to. Definitely. <laughs> uh, hey guys, uh, how, is, you guys wanted me in here. Bob said to come in here. She just went to the bathroom or something. Is this, uh, is, is this, you guys wanted me in here? Yes, Darlene, come and sit down. Uh, Flinvar, mm. I think you should go to Barb's desk and find that agenda that you were talking about. Yeah. Right well, now. Alright. <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna go rummage through Barb's desk. <laughs> okay. Uh, so Flynn leaves, um, so we'll come back to you. Yeah. If that's okay. No, yes. Okay, cool. You guys, do you want to be part of the interview here? I don't want to, like, I realise that we're moving around and stuff a lot. I don't want anyone to get bored. Oh, no, it's all good. No, that's quite fun to see. But, um, no, yeah, I'll, I'm going to sit on the Darlene thing. Mm, yes. Okay, so, uh, before oh, we... Oh, hey, Heidi. How you doing, buddy? Um, I'm doing all right, darling. You know, I never really saw the appeal of the horns before, but I have to say, like, they really suit you. Thanks. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, before we start, I'm so. Could you hold out your hands for 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 Frankie? He's got a small experiment. Why? Because 
there's a specific smell that our parchment paper makes when it's burned and he wants to check what everybody's hands smell like. Uh, okay. And she hands out her, she holds out her well manicured hands uh, for you to sniff. Nails like a couple inches long. <laughs> My husband was into this sort of stuff a few years back. Ooh, Frankie has no idea what that means. <laughs> Frankie would like to smell them. Cool, we have a with disadvantage. Oh, 16 plus uh, 19. Okay. Oh you know how women put perfume on their wrists and stuff, so she's got quite a strong perfume smell. At one point, maybe she tried the dwarf cheese because it's got some like a bit of there's a bit of funky on there as well. <laughs> and you do smell a little bit of cigarette. Oh, that was smoking. Okay, okay, darling, you were uh, operating the lever, correct? I was. You showed me how to use it. It worked really well the first time, but then it got jammed. Was there anyone near the lever? just before the lights went out? Uh, well, at one point, Bob was sort of like in the vicinity, but somebody did like brush up against me at one point. I thought it might have been someone going for a grope, but <laughs> then they just sort of didn't follow through. Uh. Kind of like the old day parties, right, Karen? <laughs> and Karen looks a little bit nervous. <laughs> so you didn't recognize the feel didn't feel like it was skin on skin or I, I'm sorry no somebody bumped into my hip and and then they and then they vanished right <laughs> Darlene do you know what happened at the last Christmas party or at the Christmas party the Christmas party I'm sure you know the one three years ago yes uh, yeah so uh, apparently there was a younger girl there and Janderson got a little heavy with her. Janison Senior, Janison Junior doesn't do that kind of thing. But Janison G Senior uh, apparently got a little, I don't know who it was because it was all, you know, we all had to sign, you know, non-disclosures. And so there wasn't a lot of talking about it, but I did, look, I'm the secretary, right? So I see a lot of the paperwork. And so I know that after the party, because of some kind of incident with Janison Senior, young girl, that he was put on probation and made to leave the company. And that's how Jandy Jr. got his job. And I got a really nice pay rise. And it wasn't a very good night. There was, things got ugly. Darlene, did you kill him? Frankie, I didn't kill him. He's a bit creepy, but I didn't, I didn't hurt him. That's an 11. 11 on, 11 on inside? Yes. She might be telling the truth. Uh, might be telling the truth. You kind of think that she probably is, aside from her finding Senior a bit creepy. <laughs> there's no motivation that you can see. Mm. Question mark, I'll watch. Frankie's just mumbling to himself on his, uh, <laughs> I see parchment of where he's written everything down. Right. I've asked all the questions I need to. Is there anything else I can do to heal? How long were you struggling with the lever? Oh, it must have been, I was waiting for the signal. Yes. And then I was, cause I put it, I turned the lights off, right? So it was really smooth. Frankie, you must have oiled it really well. Cause I, <laughs> I, I pulled the lever up to turn the lights off yes. and it went really smooth and then I waited until somebody said lights. I think it might have been Steven. Okay. I think Steven said lights. 
and so that's when I decided to pull the lever back down and it didn't go. It just, I tried pulling it and it just kind of like only went a little bit and I didn't know what to do because, you know, Frankie's the genius. <laughs> I didn't have any kind of like mechanical expertise. So I, I don't know, it must have been about two minutes maybe. Okay, yes. And, and, and of those two minutes, you were spending, what, 10 seconds, 15 seconds with the lever trying to get it to turn on? Uh, probably about 30 to 40 seconds by the time some flanky got over to me. Okay, okay. <laughs> you kind of been drinking, buddy. I know you, <laughs> I, I heard you stumbling on the way over. Well, turns out somebody spiked the punch. Yeah, but who? I didn't see it. <laughs> I would like to pull out the pen and just be like, no, full well, this is the count, like, most likely the county is the So, do you recognize this? Oh, yeah, that's the, the, the tall, pale lady. Had two of those in her hair. She doesn't have any in at the moment, though. She's sitting next door with her hair down. Uh, but yeah, I'm pretty sure that was, because look, the red goes with her dress. Oh, the red does go with her dress. And maybe we need to question her more closely. Maybe we need we to question her full stop. I think maybe we do need to question her next. Bring her in. <laughs> yes, darling, would you be a dear? And when you go back to the room, would you uh, send the Countess in? Oh yeah, sure, I'd be happy to. This is really sad. Mm. I didn't, it was nice once he was gone because Jandy Jr. was a nice, he's a good boss, but nobody wanted this. I no. Maybe someone did. I guess did. someone did. <laughs> dun dun dun. Jandy Sr., he might have, he's a bit grabby with girls, but I don't think he's necessarily an evil man. Well, somebody obviously thought he was. And she gets up and she leaves. Leaves you guys alone for a few minutes. Flynn, <laughs> you, went, you go into the bullpen, you go into the accounting kind of area, and you look around for Bob's desk, um, and you do find it. Cool. All right, so I pick it up and give it a read. Do I see it? Pick it up? The desk? <laughs> no, oh, sorry. Oh, I, find, I think I found the agenda. Oh, no, you don't find an agenda okay. on the desk. Um, I'll just describe to you what you do see. Okay. Um, her desk is meticulously clean. Um, it is it is honestly like really tidy. Every like all the pens are in certain places. Um, there is a picture of a dwarf girl on her desk. Like I have a picture of Liv over there on my desk. No. And uh, but her desk is very very clean. Are you going to search through any of the drawers or anything? Yes. I'm going to search all. Them. Roll me an investigation check. So you go through Bob's desk, uh, through her drawers, it's mostly just, you know, nonsense. It's just, you know, pencils and paperwork and stuff. Mm. Um, you do find a letter from her daughter that is basically like concerning a visit that's happening this weekend. It is apparently just says that uh, her daughter really likes living in the hives, uh, which is where most out of city dwarves live um, in, in essentially what's called the hives. Um, just as a little bit of background, uh, dwarves live up in, for the most part, they like to live in the mountains and when they find uh, mineable material, they basically just dig scoops out of the rock nearby and just like set up temporary homes in the mountains while they like mine out a piece of mineral or, or like a, a vein of ore 
and then they move on. So they don't technically set up homes. They usually, that's why it's called hives, because you, you'll you go to a place in the mountains and you'll just see these random little scoops dug out of the mountain where all the dwarves um, tend to live. Or the ones that, that dig on the surface anyway. Um, so there's a letter from uh, Bob's daughter saying, you know, she's having a good time in the hives. She doesn't really want to come back to the city, but you know, she'll see her this weekend. And you also find some papers containing some weird drawings of like, you would probably consider them to be like runes or glyphs maybe like it's it's really odd like at first you thought they were just doodles but after a while you start to see a pattern um, and it looks like it kind of looks like uh what you might consider to be a glyph is it um something that i could easily replicate in my writing kit it's pretty complicated i'm just gonna take it okay um is there anything else they see in there um any other piece of paper or the agenda or um no the agenda hasn't been delivered yet <laughs> um, can I have a look at Barb's picture of her daughter on her desk? Uh, sure. It is a picture of a pretty young dwarf woman with, you know, dark hair, a fairly nice beard. Like, what you understand about dwarf culture is that, like, a thick beard is considered to be attractive. She doesn't have much of a, a moustache, though. It looks like a, you know, classic teenage boy's moustache, where it's just kind of wispy. <laughs> yeah, just a pretty young dwarf girl. Okay. Alright, well, I'm going to take that cliff and then head back to the main. Okay. So you arrive uh, back in the conference room B, and the Countess has already arrived ahead of you. Okay. Um, and she's sitting and she's like staring at the body. Uh, do you think that we should be in here with the corpse? I don't mean to be a dwarf about it, but he's not exactly going anywhere. <laughs> this, is, this is very true. <laughs> uh, I would prefer not to be here too long, so perhaps we could answer questions and then, uh, and then I can leave, because this is rather distressing. I understand, uh, and Karen is kind of settling into her role as interviewer. She uh, settles back into the chair and she says, uh, <clears throat> what can you tell me about your relationship with Jensen Breffitt Sr.? He is a rich foreign man, he comes to my town, mm. he buys drinks, he mm. meets people, he is introduced to me. Mm. Uh, he is a bit old for my taste, but he is very rich. He <laughs> offers to take me sailing, take me around the world. I have been Countess for a long time, so I decide, sure, I go for journey. It's good for people to see what is out there in the world. Mm. And how long have you been traveling with uh, Senior? Only a few months. Mm. Toth is north of here? Yes. And so we travel south and he suddenly wants to go home. He gets upset and mm. he wants to mm. see his family. Mm. So, you know, I've never been to Ymir city before. So seems like a good opportunity to see the capital of another kingdom. Oh, I only wish it could have been under better circumstances. I would like to pull out the pen and ask, uh, this is yours. Where did you get it? that? Where did you last leave it? It was in my hair. Where did you, did you, when the lights went out, they were taken from me. Please hand it. It is very expensive. It is a family heirloom. Can I roll insert? Yeah. 18. She definitely wants it back. <laughs> <laughs> if you, if they're so important, how could you let them get taken from you? They are just all in my, in my hair. If you put this in your hair and someone comes up and plucks it out, it will come out. Yeah, but... Okay. I was not expecting it to be stolen. Do you remember who was around you when the lights went out? <sighs> the, I do not know anybody's name. 
There is the that is the human with the circle beard and the. Uh, That's right, heart, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there is many people. There are many Goliaths, and, and I, I do not know anybody's name. The lights went out. Do you know where My hair fell is? down. Do you know where your other one is? I'm afraid I do not. She was wearing two, right? She yeah, was she wearing was two. two, yeah. Maybe we should look around the room again. Uh, I took a glance earlier, but the, the quite a distressing scene. When the lights went out, your hair was taken down immediately? Or after a few seconds? After a minute? Fairly quickly. So what, what happened is I was standing by Shanderson, mm -hmm. and... He shoo me away. He mm -hmm. say, no, this is my spot. Yes. So I go to over here mm -hmm. uh, by squishy chair and I crouch down with my back to chair. Okay. Um, and so when I stand, my hair comes down. Okay. I did not feel, but as I was leaning back against the chair, Somebody was, somebody stole them, and then when I move away, am I describing this? No, right? I, I understand, I understand. I am sorry, common is not the normal language we speak in Toth. It's okay, what is, what is the normal language you speak in Toth? Common is a language that uh, many speak, but often people, there are many different types of people, everybody speaks their native language. Mm. In my region, we mm. speak mostly Orkish or uh, Draconic. Oh. Okay. May I have my pen back, please? Uh, do we need to keep this as evidence? Just wait. In, can can we interview people, maybe? Investigate the, the pen again, because I just realised I have my eyes of minute seeing. Yeah. So I'd like to, like... Yes, I... And I'll just look at them real quick again. Uh, so... I usually roll with advantage with these ones, so do I just roll as a normal one? Because I would have had disadvantage before. You have disadvantage because you're drunk, mm -hmm. but I feel like this kind of thing has so naturally to Freggy. Have advantage on this one. Okay. You get drunk. Yeah. You get focused. Twenty-three. So getting a really close look in, it is a very fine metal. Like it is a very it is very well worked steel. The baubles um, appear to be blown glass, and the hanging gem is a ruby. There are some small indents on it from likely where it was jammed into the mechanism and maybe some of like the cog teeth might have like pushed on it. Um, but like, what do you, what specifically are you looking for? I don't know. <laughs> like fingerprints, well, well not fingerprints, but like maybe smudges from the burnt paper or something that doesn't look like it fits other than like, you know, the, the damage, but something that like, hey, this thing really shouldn't be on here, it doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? Like, just evidence. Okay, there's a fingerprint on the bauble. Maybe, a, maybe, like, from the size of it, definitely doesn't belong to one of the smaller races, but, like, that's all you can really tell, is it's probably not a gnome's or a halfling's. Dwarves have got fairly big hands, so it's you could probably just rule out gnome and halfling just from the size of the, of the fingerprint. That's about it. Like, unless you have fingerprints on file somewhere that no. you haven't told me about. No. Oh, yes. I yeah, actually. Uh. Can I ask the Countess, um, can I point to the couch that where um, the tabaxi was behind and see, like, is, was that the squishy chair you, you squatted in front of? It was, it was the closest one to, it was the closest one to where Janice and Brifford Sr. was. It was the same one that Shistine was behind. Mm. Oh, okay. Um, Just, okay. And, and she says, oh, the, the, the tall man with the uh, ugly suit. Ugly, ugly. 
ugly fashion. Stephen Charity. I do not know his name. He <laughs> did. Uh, his voice was very close to me at some point. Hmm. Perhaps. I do not like to point fingers, but perhaps he is the one who stole my my hairpin. I think so. Um, it wouldn't be friskin, would it? <laughs> what with his janitor's outfit and a dinner jacket over it. No, it's not the it's not the two bags. Oh. Not the kitty kitty. Kitty 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 kitty. Frankie would like to give back the pin, and as like he hands it in the the hand sort of thing. He'd like to smell her hands. Um, yeah, sure. You're still fairly drunk at this point. No, so yeah, go ahead. Give it a sniff. Give it a sniff. <laughs> that is a 17. Uh, perfume and something else that you do not know what it is. There's a definitely a, she has an odor that you are unable to identify. Ooh. I would like to go to the couch that she said she was sitting behind and just kind of get right in there. Okay, sure. Just. Dig around behind the cushions, trying to look for the other pen. Uh, sure, roll me an investigation check. All right. Not Karen's strong point. That's an 11. No, you don't You don't find it. It's, it's nowhere to be seen. You like really get in and yeah. like underneath the couch and stuff as well. Mm. And she's wearing a really tight dress and doesn't seem to be, like she doesn't seem to have a purse on her anywhere. So like there are very few places that she could be hiding in. Countess. Uh, yes. Sorry, your name? Karen Stonecutter. I wish it was a nicer time to meet. We will hold on to your pen for now <laughs> to keep you safe. Oh. After giving it to Oh, you. you've already given it back. Nope, she's don't worry about she's it. She's holding it and she says, will, will I get this back? Of course, because uh, if you go back into the room and you're suddenly holding a pen, I don't know how that would look to everybody else. She hands it over and she <laughs> says, this is very important to me. Of course. If the other one does appear, of course. you must return it to Of me. course. I'm sorry that this has been your introduction to our fair city. There is murder everywhere. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> May I leave? Yes. yes. Mm. And she stands up and, and, and she kind of like gives you a small smile. She's like, I am sorry we did not get to speak more. <laughs> and she gets up and she goes to leave and you notice that as she leaves, she does appear to have some kind of tattoo on her back. Um, oh. just, you can just see part of it um, uh, through her dress. How common are tattoos in uh, Yemir City? Not really common. Mm. Mm. It's probably about as common as they are for the world about maybe 30 years ago. Okay. So oh, like okay. in the, how common were like large back tattoos in the 90s? So it's like the naughty kids got them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bad women. But like, again, she's from a different culture. So yeah. in Yemir yeah. City, they're not Just very... makes draconic. Yeah. Oh, how exotic. <laughs> she turns and she says, I do think that the, the ugly fashion uh, likely knows more. I have good eye for truth. <laughs> when I was speaking to him, he was seemed angry, seemed distracted. Mm. Perhaps you should speak with him next. Okay, can we quickly clarify who was Ugly Suitman? Is it? Is she talking about Steam Cherry? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's just not into the clothes that he was wearing. No, it's, I it's hate ugly fashion for where she's from. Well, I hope we haven't already burned our bridges with him. <laughs> he can't go anywhere. What oh. with his foot and all? Uh, oh, hello, Kim. Um, while while it's just us, I show Karen the glyphs in case it's like dwarfish crap. Yeah. Um. Actually, you I mean, you know, like something that. Could I could I roll for I don't know. Um. Roll me, roll me an Arcana check. Arcana. If you're showing everyone, everybody can roll. Arcana. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll just put them out there. I can roll an Arcana too. I just realised that. That's a sixteen on the dice for Karen. That is. 
15 plus uh, 21. Uh, 19. Five. This is not just a doodle. Like you, th you think it was probably a doodle, but there was like some kind of pattern to it. Um, you got a two, right? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> that's essentially your equivalent of a natural one. So you got no idea what you're looking at. Um, the rest of you, there appears to be so like you like this appears to be deliberate, mm. and like you've never known Bob to like have any interest in magic or arcana at all. Mm. Like it's it strikes you as odd mm. that she would draw this. You two know for pretty much a fact that this is this is the pattern that is etched into Electrum. This is what is scratched into every coin of Electrum that you've ever seen. Damn, Barb. Got some secrets. Oh. Uh, would you would you tell Karen that? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I've seen this so many times before. I know what it looks like off the top of my head. Huh. Uh... Why would Barb know anything about Electrum? I mean, I know her daughter was mining, but I mean, the hives have never dug anything out like that. I and if they know. would, why would they bring it into your mere city? Especially, like, I don't, I don't know Barb, but she doesn't seem like the kind of woman that would do that. Also, why would you keep it in your drawer? Well, well, there's not actually Electrum there, is it? It's just this glyph that says the glyph. Yeah. It's almost like she's just been drawing it absently. Mm. I'll try and no one else would really know what it is because they haven't seen it yeah. close. Yeah. That's true. Well, maybe she's seen it someplace before. You've only seen something and you're like, oh, you know, and just... Mm. Well, I hope she hasn't been rifling through any of your desks. Frankie, I know, I know the Electrum's just kind of hanging out in your office. <laughs> Hiding in plain sight. <laughs> Right. It's under an old banana peel. Everyone's just like, oh, that's a nice sapphire. <laughs> You're like, yeah. <laughs> um, can Frankie go check the lever again? Because he has keen mind. Yeah. I'm assuming he would remember more or less the, maybe not the complete intricate pattern of the fingerprints, but enough to be like, hey, this looks very similar. So you're looking for a matching fingerprint on the lever? Yeah, so, you know, around where somebody might have touched door handles. It'll probably take you like a full hour with the eyes of minute seeing. So if you're specifically looking at the lever only, mm -hmm. roll me an investigation check with advantage because of the eyes of minute seeing. 23 again. There are fingerprints, but as far as you can tell, they are not the same fingerprints. The ones on the lever are very likely Darlene's just from where you found them on like the handle part of it. Um, and there are like other small smudged ones that you kind of like think might be yours. Um, <laughs> suspect again. <laughs> it's not looking good for Frankie. <laughs> I love how you're actually writing it down too. Like it's not just a character thing. It's, it's Miss uh, Stephanie is actually writing the list and putting Frankie at the top. <laughs> Okay, so what now? Who do we want to talk to next, guys? This is tricky. I think Karen would quite like to go and talk to Mr. Charity again and also try to smooth over whatever these two did. He said nothing. Uh, <laughs> we did our jobs. And we then did. on the way back, she'd, she'd um, probably like to check in with JB Jr. to make sure he's doing all right. Uh, I mean, Frankie was gonna go with. So the whole party's gonna go see Stephen Charity? <laughs> what? Off we go. Well, I, I, I might stay with the body so I, that is, um, it's not an attendant just in case someone... I'm going to be honest, uh, I'm not sure it would be a good idea for you two to come and see Dave, to come and see Stephen. Dave! 
Who are you wanting to talk um, to? The lady. Justine. 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 You want to talk with Justine? Yeah. Karen, you just going by yourself then? Yeah, I feel I feel like these two and and Steve in the same room, it's not gonna go well. <laughs> Karen, you you go up the stairs mm -hmm. um, and down the hall mm -hmm. to where you know Steve and Charity's office to be. Mm -hmm. And the door is ajar. And you walk in and his chair is facing away from you. I would like to knock on the door as I come in and say, Steve, are you feeling any better? There's no answer. Oh, uh, I'll come closer to his desk. S Steve? Can I see his like head? Is he in You the can see the top of his head, but the chair, it's like a spinning chair and it's facing away from you. I'll uh, go around the side of the desk and say, Steve, would you like me to get you some water? Sitting in Stephen Charity's chair with a spike sticking into his ear and into his brain <laughs> with a red bauble and a gem hanging from the end of it, Stephen Charity is dead. Okay, I think they're gone now. Hello darlings, Barb from Accounts here. Make sure you keep an eye on your finances. You never know when you're going to need a bit of extra gold in your pocket. Do you really need to buy that brand new sword? Really? We live in the city. When are you ever- No, sorry, I'm a bit tipsy. I've gone off on a tangent. Thanks for listening.